If you have your Bibles with you, turn to the book of 2 Kings. That's where the Lord's got me this morning. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm there last Sunday morning. Also, I just didn't preach from this passage of Scripture, uh, but He's had me there. And I got to, got to look at this passage of Scripture uh, in 2 Kings. And, and we're going to be, excuse me, we're going to be in the fourth chapter of 2 Kings. And if you, if you read the Old Testament any, and if you read the old stories that, that's told about, uh, in the Old Testament, I'm sure you've heard about this one or read this one at one time, uh, but it's something that could hold dear to all of our hearts here today. And the title of my message is simply this, all you need to do is ask. It's as simple as that. All we need to do is ask. Uh, and, you know, Scripture tells us that if we look through, uh, through the Scripture that that uh, we have not because we ask not. And we, and we have not because we ask amiss. In other words, we don't ask in the name of God when we ask for something to happen in our lives. Uh, and I know to some people that may sound silly, but it's pretty a well-known fact that if you don't ask for something, most likely it's not going to be given to you. If nothing else, our Heavenly Father above, uh, uh, nothing else would want us to ask Him for it to that way we can acknowledge who would be giving that to us. You know, uh, the world today asks for many things, and, and they don't shy a bit, Brother Clarence, uh, uh, of anything they may or may not ask, but, but you send them to the point to where they're asking from, from God in heaven for something. They're sort of a little bit shy about it, if you would, or, or, or neglect to do that. So we're going to be in the fourth chapter of the book of Second Kings. Uh, if you would, stand a reading of reverence to God's Word. We're going to be reading the first seven verses. And if it be God's will, we're going to preach on this just a few minutes. In the fourth chapter of 2 Kings, it reads as follows. Now, there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elijah, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that my servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondsmen. And Elijah said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thy handmaid hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go and borrow these vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and, thy, and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him, so she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go, sell the oil, and pay thy debt, and live thou and thy children of the rest. Father, thank you for this scripture that you've given us here this morning. Pray that we can apply it to our hearts and all that we do in serving you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You may be seated. In the 14th chapter of the book of John, it says, And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. Uh, and that's made mention a couple times in the Scripture where, 
where uh, the prophets or disciples or men of God has made that statement. All we've got to do is ask. But we as a prideful people, if you would, uh, we will not set our pride aside enough to ask God to, to come and help us out in our time of need. And there's so much that we need God to help us for in our everyday walk of life uh, through our jobs or, or through our workplaces or, or what's going on in, in our own families' lives. Uh, our families are, are turned so upside down in today's world, uh, we, we struggle as a family, uh, let alone as a community or as a church. Our families are even struggling now. But we are so prideful, we will not ask God for help. Now, why is that? Why, why are we so ashamed to, to ask God to, to intervene and, and lend a hand? Are you afraid that He's going to turn you down? You have not because you ask not. Well, what do you think you don't have? Well, here's the idea. You don't ask for it. And, and, and we're so impatient about it wanting to be on our time. Sometimes we wait till the last minute to ask for something that we really, really need. We should have been asking for it weeks ahead of time, knowing that the situation was going to rear its ugly head, but we put it off to the last minute to, to tell you or ask somebody that what we want need in our lives. And why are we that way? Are we so prideful that what we want that we just won't do it? What if this woman would have been that way? It talks about how she, she, she conjured up enough nerve because her husband had passed away. And because of what was getting ready to happen in her lives, because of the debt that she owed because the way it was in biblical days, he was going to take her two sons as slaves until they worked off that debt of what they accumulated in their lives. Now, if you look at that woman's house, she didn't have anything but a pot of oil. One little pot of oil. You understand oil was a high commodity back in those days. They used oil for everything. Not for just lights or anything, but they cooked with it and they healed with it. So they did many things with the oil that she had, but she only had one pot. So Elijah asked her, Ma'am, what can I do for you? All you need to do is just ask. So all you got to do is ask. So he went. she went to him and she she pleaded with him, I need your help. See, if, if we just do that in, in our own lives today, no different than that woman did when she, when she approached Elijah, our lives would be so much more better off, but we won't do that. So he said, what do you have in your house? Well, just to know what she's got, you'd know that she, the background of this woman, she was a pretty poor woman, that they had nothing. And there wasn't nothing that she could do to prevent what was fixing to happen in her lives. Her husband had just passed away, and now she's going to lose her sons. It was that the things were going to get even worse. So, what can I do? All you need to do is ask. Ask. Pray about it. I'm sure she'd already been down that road praying, Brother Ray, knowing what she was going to have to do, approaching Elijah, one of his prophets had passed away, somebody that had served him diligently, to say the least. And he could have been a disciple or, 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 or a deacon or whatever it may have been in the church. He had served him diligently. But now is a time in her life that she needed help from somebody of a man of God. So she went to him. What have you got in your house? I've got a pot of oil. So here's what he instructed her. This was not going to come without work, if you would. She was going to have to do something to be able to obtain what could get her out of this mess. So he told her this. He said, go and borrow every vessel 
every empty vessel that you could find. Send your sons out to all the neighbors in the neighborhood in the communities and, and borrow the vessels and tell them, listen, I'll bring it back to you, but I need your empty vessels. If it'll hold anything, I need it because this prophet has promised that if he will go get them, he would fill these vessels for us and we could make our pay our debt off that way. So the sons went out and borrowed all those vessels and he brought them back. But there's no stipulation that they had to do right here. They had to go into a room and he, and, he, and he told her, listen, go into this room and shut the door on you and your sons because I don't want people outside this room to see what's happening. It's not for them to know. It is for you and you only. You have come to me asking through your own hope and supplication and, and, and it is for you only and your sons to see because it's not for the outside world to see. So shut the door up on you and your sons. So she did that. She did everything that, that the Elijah had told him to do before that she done it. I can only see Elijah going to Elijah and say, give me a double portion. If you want to give me something in my life, uh, give me a double portion of everything I can do. That way I can up again what you've done. I can twice do it better. If, if you ask me what you can do for me, do that for me. So he did. He did. But see, Elijah was an understudy of Elijah. And both of them were godly people. Let me tell you, that was sort of the best, learning from the best, if you know what I mean. So after Elijah gave Elijah his double portion of how he could serve the people that, that loved the Lord and believed in God and knowed what he could do, uh, he took the, what he, well, Elijah gave Elijah and applied it to that woman and her need. Now, I'm sure there's other situations that comes up where Elijah was able to help people, but this particular thing was to help somebody that her husband was so close to Elijah. He was part for him. So she shut up that room, and they got to pouring this vessel. And I, I'm sure they took the container of that one pot of oil that she had. And it don't say how big it was. It may not have been no bigger than that right there. I don't know. Or it could have been a, a, a serving pot, if you would, maybe a gallon container. Scripture don't tell us that. But let me tell you what it does say. They shut them doors up on what they was fixing to do. Amen. And she took that oil and she started pouring. And that vessel got full. And she started pouring in this vessel. Does it remind you of the two fish and the five loaves of bread? Does that ring a bell to you a little bit? So she kept pouring in these vessels. And, and they say, no, the vessel here was full. And this vessel was full. And next thing you know, they were in a whole room full of vessels. Till there was no more to pour that thing into. So what does she do? She tells her sons to go out and get me more vessels. But it was too late. That was all God was going to provide. Give her strict instructions to gather all you could gather. Not what you can get and then go back and get more. He didn't say that. But Elijah knew when enough was enough. See, the biggest thing to do right here was not only for this woman to survive, was to pay that debt off to where she could get her sons back. They could be out of bondage. 
Because in biblical days, that's how you paid off a debt. You lost your children. It don't matter if it was male or female. You had to sell your children to be able to have anything in your life. It's not just the way it was. Uh, that, 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 at that particular time, uh, uh, that these masters, uh, they, they, would, they would pay families for the, for the use of their children, for slaves or whatever need they would have, uh, and they would be forever in their debt till they get that debt paid for. And that debt was so high, Brother Ray, uh, it would take them forever to pay it off. But they didn't count on the man of God getting in the picture. So he said all the vessels in that room were full. And he shows, she told him to go out and get me more. And he said, there ain't no more, Mom. This is it. This is it. So when they had all them vessels full, they said the oil stayed. In other words, it ceased. There was no more. It became empty. So when she went back to the man of God and she told him what had happened, He's instructed her to do this. Go pay off your debt. And then you and your family live on what's left of the oil that you've got left. And if you'll do that, you'll have a good, good life, most likely. You won't be indebted to nobody. See, the biggest thing, people in, the, in biblical days, they could survive if they just didn't have that debt upon them. But most people in those days carry that debt. And there was no way to get out of it. It went by accident, Brother Clarence. It was on purpose. They knew, the masters knew that if they could ever get the, uh, the children of the families uh, that, that, that owed them money or whatever it is they owed them, that they ever got them in a position to where he could keep a thumb on them, uh, they would never get out of debt. And they would have to serve them forever. Serve them forever. Ain't that like it is in the world today? We as God's people are so quick to make promises on something that we can't keep. And then when we get in a situation we don't know how to get out of it, we're too ashamed to, to go to the Lord in prayer and supplication and ask Him to help because all we've got to do is ask. It's all we've got to do and nothing else through prayer. James tells us we have not because we ask not. And that's a fact. First John says, And this is the confidence that we have in Him that if we ask anything according to His will, He'll hear us. Not that... He'll think about hearing us or he might hear us. He says he will hear us. All we've got to do is ask through prayer and supplication. That's why we have that avenue and that avenue to be able to talk to our Heavenly Father. It's through prayer. And we don't have to be good at it, Brother Clarence. There's a lot of people that I know in my life are good prayers. Amen. But the simplest thing, just to sit down and talking to our Heavenly Father, is all it takes. You don't have to be good at nothing. All you got to do is tell Him about your troubles and what's going on in your life. Or, or how's this? Tell Him about the good things that's going on in your life. Sometimes He wants to hear our praises also. He wants to hear us thanking Him for what He's done for us in our lives. And because of Him and Him only, we're able to enjoy what God has given us in our lives. He wants to hear about thanking Him for our brothers and sisters in Christ and those been saved through the blood. He wants to hear about those because let me tell you something, that is a lost and dying trade in this world and people being saved by the blood of Christ, it's diminishing more and more every day. He wants to hear His people Thank Him for that. Because when we stop thanking Him for what He's done for us in our life, what is left? Nothing. We become lost in a dying world 
that knows no other way. The lady was in bad shape. Can you see yourselves in that position? What am I going to do? And I know in today's times we have grants and and, 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 and ways to financially take care of debt if indeed we have a need through help, through organizations. They didn't have you back in those days. They had you over a barrel. And they ain't no way out. Not like today's time. We're so quick to bail somebody out of a responsibility that's been brought upon them somehow through life itself. See, that's what Elijah done. But he did it through the eyes of God and through the power of God and not through man. And See, that's what we need to understand. When we pray to God in heaven, it's got to be through our faith that we do that first, Brother Gene. And we just get to just make it and simply mention in a simple mention. The Bible tells us to go in our closets and shut the door and pray to Him. Listen, we don't have to do that. There's ways to pray to Him without going into our closets. But if you want to get on a one-on-one with Him, how about shutting the closet door and get in on your knees and start praying? If you've got to push the clothes out of your way a little bit, that's okay. Don't say anything about that, Brother Clarence. But if them gets in your way, push them old clothes out of your way and get down where you need to get on a one in one basis and pray to our Heavenly Father to help you in your time of need. Because He will. If you'll just ask. If we'll just ask. No, well, we have not because we ask not. And we're all guilty of that. We're so prideful that we won't shame ourselves to ask God to help us in our time of need. When I can see Him now, that would put a smile on His face knowing that one of his children asked him. Ray came up and sung that song this morning. And I thought, how do you follow that? That's through the blood of Christ. That's how you follow it. All of that is through the blood of Christ and what it means to us in our heart that the things that it, can, that it rekindles up in our hearts and, and something that puts a smile on our face, knowing good and well that it hurts us in our times when we think about it, but it puts a smile on our face at the end of the day knowing that because of our love for Jesus and what He done for us has enabled us to be able to enjoy the good times that we think about. Ray's situations was his mom. My situation was with my dad and mom. It's things that we think about, our loved ones. Because listen, when we lose that church, we've lost it. There's no prophet standing by waiting to rekindle that for us because we've let it go. We need to ask why we have that need. Scripture tells us if any of us lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Listen, we're not the sharpest knives in the drawer. I know we know that. We're just simple people that lives a simple life, that love the Lord and attends church and does our utmost best of serving Him in the best way we know how. We're not the smartest people in the world, but we've got enough sense to know that if you go to church and you love the Lord and you serve Him and you try and do your utmost best to live a good, godly life, He will bless you in your time of need. You may not see it at the time, but He will if you just give Him just a little time to show you and what He can do to you and for you in your lives. If you just be patient. He will reward you if you'll just ask Him. 
All we need to do is ask. That's all we need to do. And if we do that, He'll supply our need. He'll supply our need. Whatever it may be. And I know that may sound silly to a lot of people, but let me tell you something. You're going to look back on these days and you're going to see something that's happened in your life and you're going to look back years ahead and you're going to think, man, I didn't think much about that, but you know the Lord answered that prayer for me. I just didn't notice it at that time. And you know something? At that very point when it happened in your life, that should have, should have, something should have went off in your head telling you that that's something I prayed for. But I forgot about it. I forgot about it. Ain't it a blessing God don't forget about us? All that's going on in our lives today, He don't forget about us. We're on His mind today just like we've always been. We're special to Him just like we've always been. We're His creation just like we've always been. He loves us. I know that sounds silly for a spirit to love somebody, but he gave his son for us. It takes that love to be able to do that. That we could be saved as his people. He gives us that avenue to be saved. That we can retain our salvation through his precious son, Christ Jesus. The Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. The gift of God is eternal life. One day, we're going to be rekindled with our loved ones, whoever it may be. Our souls are going to be in the same place, and we're going to see what heaven looks like. We have loved ones that's gone on before us that already got a glimpse of it. One day we're going to be in their shoes. If the Lord tires his coming, we'll all have our day in court, if you would. We're going to leave this world, Mama. A little bit different than we come in. We're going to have a little more hair and a whole lot less teeth. But we're going to be looking upon the face of Jesus. And that's what's going to make it worth it. The hard times and all that goes on in our lives in this world today uh, at the end of the day, when we're at our, when our last mile of this journey, it's not going to mean nothing to us. We're just going to be thanking Him for what He's done for us in our life. It's all going to come to a head one day. Let's stand if you would. If you have a need, all you got to do is ask. That's all you got to do is ask. That may sound ridiculous to some people, but I put my trust and faith in that. Because without that trust and faith, I wonder what that woman would have done when she went to Elijah and begged for help because she had no other avenue to help her. Now, if we get in trouble financially today, like I said, there's people in banks and stuff that can help us out if you accumulate a debt, but not in those days. Put your trust and faith in Jesus. He was sent here for a specific reason that we could have life through Him and have it more abundantly. Enjoy our lives. Appreciate our lives and what it means to us. Oh, I love to walk with Jesus like the public
Thank you.